Greetings everyone. I pray that you had a wonderful start to your day. Uh, we give thanks to God for everything that he's continued to do for us. And we continue with our devotions, focusing on uh, a man or woman of God who can teach us something in this season. I'm Isabella Mora and I'm pleased to share what the Lord has taught me uh, in a devotion that I'll be teaching today. So let us begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for the gift of good health. But we also thank you for your word, <coughs> the living word that uh, reveals to us the very things that you want us to learn. Uh, you've revealed yourself through your word. But Lord, more importantly, you've revealed your work in men and women just like us, reminding us that you. Um, our God in every situation and you're able as I as we cover the life of Ruth and we look at redemption I pray that Lord you will pour uh, yourself into this message as I release myself to your hands and as I teach Lord may you be glorified in all things for this is in Jesus name that I pray amen today I want us to look at a lady called Ruth and uh, Ruth uh, is a book that is in the Old Testament, uh, a short book of four chapters after the book of Judges. And uh, I want to highlight the doctrine and a very important concept of redemption. There are a lot of things we can learn uh, when we look at this book. We see a woman who is totally devoted to God loyal to her mother-in-law Naomi, and we see God working uh, by redeeming her through her marriage to Boaz, uh, redeeming the almost lost lineage uh, with, with her husband who died, and she would later become uh, David's great-grandmother and would be featured as uh, in the lineage, human lineage of Jesus Christ that's given in Matthew chapter 1. So as we've mentioned, this book is a short book, four chapters only, but a powerful, powerful book. The lady who, who the book is named after is a lady of, of the Moabite descent. She, she was from the tribe of Moab, and the Moabites were Israelites' sworn enemies. They, they did not uh, see eye to eye, and they had a lot of... Um, they, they they had a lot of problems, uh, a lot of fighting and a lot of challenges along the way. They were also known to have extremely detestable religious practices. That is, they did things that were not only uh, detestable uh, to their fellow human beings, but also detestable before God. So this was not a community of people that had a high standing in the eyes of the Israelites. Now, the book introduces us to a gentleman called Elimelech and his wife Naomi. They were from the tribe of Benjamin in the Israelite community, and they had two sons, Malon and Kilion. When a famine hit the land, they decided to move to Moab, probably to get food and for life to be easier, for survival actually. And while there, <coughs> their sons married Moabite women. The two ladies that are mentioned are Orpah. I know we are used to the name Oprah, but the name in the Bible is Orpah and Ruth. 
Now Elimelech, Malon, and Kilion would later die at different times, uh, leaving Naomi, uh, Ruth's mother-in-law, and her daughters-in-law as widows. A very, very sad situation in a time when uh, probably the women uh, were depending heavily on their husbands uh, for sustenance. And so Naomi, looking at her very difficult situation, urged her daughters-in-law to return to their homes. Uh, in in the in the customs and the traditions of the Israelites, the 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 widowed women would 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 get would be given to uh, brothers of the uh, of, of those who had died, so that they could carry on with the lineage of their brothers or their or the family members who had died, that the family line would not die out. But Ruth, Naomi only had two sons who died. And so she found it fit to encourage her daughters-in-law to return to their homes and start start life anew. Orpah chose to leave, but Ruth decided to stay. And in chapter 1, we know that beautiful and well-known statement by Ruth that's given in verses 16 and 17, where Ruth said, do not urge me to leave. And this is what she told Naomi. After Naomi encouraged her and Oprah to leave, she, Ruth said, uh, Do not urge me to leave or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will, be, will I be buried. May the Lord deal with me. Be it ever so severely, if anything but death, separates you and me. What may have led this Moabite woman, a widow and a lady in a seemingly hopeless and dead situation, to cling on to her mother-in-law? The situation looked hopeless and it may have made logical sense for Naomi, for Ruth to return and uh, as her mother-in-law had encouraged why did Ruth not choose to return home like her sister-in-law Oprah, Oprah, and get a fresh start? You see, Ruth had tasted and seen that the Lord is indeed good. Then and even now, we can see, we know the same that God is good, and her devotion to God shines uh, and is evident in her choice to remain loyal to her mother-in-law. It's interesting that in this place where Nothing was looking up. Nothing seemed to be happening. It's like she had chosen to park herself in a dead end. The Lord was hard at work in the background. He would not abandon Naomi and Ruth. Ruth uh, and Naomi, Naomi and Ruth returned back to Naomi's home. And there, uh, Ruth, working in a field and gleaning from the fields, would meet Boaz. Um, later, her mother-in-law, a very wise mother-in-law, guided Ruth in making her intentions known to Boaz that she would want him to be her kinsman redeemer. Now, the kinsman redeemer was a position uh, that a male member of the family uh, would take up, redeeming the family line of his dead relative by marrying his widow, and that lineage would continue from the children that were born from the union. It's it is a beautiful story 
that that reveals God's uh, redemptive purposes for those who choose to trust in him. It's also beautiful to note that God went ahead to make Ruth the great-grandmother of David. She would be in the lineage of Christ. Um, and this is a beautiful, beautiful thing. A woman from a, a community that was detested, uh, a community that did not know God, came came into this uh, family of faith, the family of, of God or the, the people of God, the Elimelech and Naomi, and get got to know their God, and she chose him. She, she, their God became her God, and God in, in also would take her in, and she would become a, a member of uh, this wonderful community of believers. But God would also go ahead and make her um, uh, an ancestor to Jesus Christ. It's amazing what God can do and how he can turn things around when we trust him. When we look at our lives, we notice that the ups and downs bring us a lot of challenges. We deal with losses, we deal with brokenness, we deal with uh, situations that are extremely difficult and they make us wonder, is there any hope? We question uh, whether these situations will allow us to move forward or whether we've reached a dead end. But dead ends don't mean the end for God or his work. In fact, our infinite God reveals himself powerfully in these situations because he works in ways that we can, we may have never seen, thought of, or even imagined. A dead end for us as human beings does not mean a dead end for God. And God is able to redeem those things that are dead, the broken, the lost, the situations that we can no longer imagine uh, can be brought back to life or, uh, or, or a way can be made. God works in such. In fact, that is his speciality. When we get to the, the end of ourselves, we realize that God has barely scratched the surface and he's hard at work. Which situations in your life with redeeming? Is there a broken relationship in your home, in your life? Is there a situation at your workplace, in your business, in your community, with your family that is seemingly difficult? You can hardly see beyond what has happened. How will you trust God? <clears throat> How will you trust God in that situation and remain loyal to him as you go through this that hopeless situation? Remember, though our sight, our view, our abilities are limited, God is not limited. And he can redeem any situation for our benefit and his glory, just as he did for Ruth and even Naomi. May God give us a grace to wait on him, to trust him, and to entrust the very things we thought are, um, are beyond repair uh, or cannot be redeemed. For God, with, for what may be impossible with us, is possible with God. Let us trust him this week and cling on to him like Ruth clung 
to Naomi and to the God who she got to know through this family. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, you are our Redeemer. There's no situation in our lives that's impossible for you. And Lord, you who sees everything, who is all-wise and all-powerful, uh, uh, you're always working, Lord, even when we don't see it, uh, to change, to to do things that we, we, we hardly know that you will do. We can trust you, Lord, seeing what you did for Ruth, and we can also trust you, Lord, even when we don't know what will happen. We pray that um, we will entrust these situations to you, we will uh, present them to you, and just as your word says that we should not worry or fear, but we should present our prayers and petitions to you. May we remember that we can run to you at our time of need and in the situations that we find ourselves in. So be thus, Lord, as we trust and depend on you. For this is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.